Welcome to another audio podcast by ChristchurchChristianCenter.org. Can I ask you to close your eyes? Let's close our eyes. And I want you to... We've done this before, but uh, we'll do it again. I want you to imagine yourself as a sheep in a field. And in, in the field with you is Jesus, your good shepherd. Where are you in relation to your good shepherd? Where are you? Which way are you facing? How close are you to Jesus? Where are you going? Jesus is calling you. He's calling you to a closer walk with him. Draw us nearer to you, Jesus. Give us that desire to walk closer to you, to want to walk closer with you. Give us an unrest in our hearts so that nothing else would be good enough apart from walking closely with you. May we find dissatisfaction in all other things apart from communion with you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to read Psalm 23 together from the screen. If you will, Matthew, thank you. Psalm 23. Shall we read it together? The Lord is my... Hang on a minute. (laughs) The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Tonight we're going to look at verse 3 of Psalm 23. He restores my soul. Just those words. He restores my soul. I'd like to look at tonight what a restored soul looks like. And we're going to ask God later on to perform some soul restoration. If that's all right. And even if it's not, that's what we're going to do. So I wondered why you pictured yourself as a sheep in relation to Jesus, your good shepherd. Nobody has yet told me that they felt like the sheep in this picture. 
No one has ever come up to me and said, Dave, I feel like a sheep that's upside down. Why would we ever feel like an upside down sheep? And before I tell you the answer to that question, and before I talk about a restored soul, I want you to know that all of us, and I'm sure you recognize this, that all of us at some point need our souls to be restored. The NIV translates it as, he refreshes my soul. And, and Jesus do, does lead us beside still waters. And in those waters, we do find refreshment through the Holy Spirit. But, sorry Dudley, it's not the best translation because it's more than a refreshment of the soul. It is a restoration of the soul. And I'm not talking about salvation. The restoration of our souls is not the salvation of our souls. Because if you're not saved, then your soul cannot be restored. It is cut off from God. Proverbs 21 verse 10 says, The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no mercy in his eyes. However, if you are a Christian, your soul is made alive. And you can commune with God. Our souls need God. And if you're saved... At some points, you might recognize that you want God. And you need to ask that that desire would increase, that you would want God more and more, that you would want God more than any other thing in life. David said in Psalm 42, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Have you got a thirsty soul tonight? Can you say with David, truly, my soul thirsts for God? Or are we full up with this other stuff that stops us being thirsty, recognizing our thirst for Jesus? But sometimes our souls need restoring. And even though Jesus is our good and perfect shepherd, our souls can still get to that place where they do need restoration. And David knew that all too well. He said in Psalm 6, my soul is greatly troubled. In Psalm 31, he says, you have known the distress of my soul. And we read in Psalm 42, verse 5, and 42, verse 11, and 43, verse 5, we say that David says the same thing to his soul. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? His soul is cast down. He doesn't blame God for how he feels, but he speaks directly to his soul. And it's important to know that in the midst of however we're feeling, God is still God. He's still our good and perfect shepherd who cares for us, who loves us with an unfailing love which we cannot be separated from. And this will not change, no matter how we feel. And so David says to his soul, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul, why are you cast down? And interestingly, there's a direct parallel between David's question to his soul, why are you cast down, O oh my soul, and the shepherding world? Because David's soul was cast down, but there's also such a thing as a cast down sheep. Well, a cast sheep, you could also say. A sheep that is cast down is just like that sheep. That's a cast down sheep. It's a sheep that's fallen over. And when sheep fall over and they're lying on their backs with their legs waving in the air, it's really hard for them, if not impossible, to get back up onto their feet. 
It can struggle for ages and ages and ages, but, but have no success, sometimes giving a little meh for help. But generally, it will, it will just lay there, frightened, frustrated, until the shepherd finds it and gently puts it back on its feet again. So David, as a shepherd, would probably be aware of a cast-down sheep. And maybe that's why he used the phrase in a couple of his psalms, Why are you cast down, O my soul? He compared his soul to a cast-down sheep. And there are four reasons I'm going to share with you why a sheep may be cast down, why a sheep might end up on its back. And those reasons are similar to why our souls might end up cast down like David sometimes found his soul and in need of restoration. So let me give you four reasons why a sheep might, might end up cast down. So firstly, sheep like to find comfortable, soft, rounded hollows in the grass to lie down in where it's nice and comfy. But of course, once a sheep finds a place like that, it can easily roll over and end up on its back. And in, in the Christian life, there's a great danger in looking for the easy route, the easy way, the easy road, the comfortable place, the comfort zone, if you want. A place where there is no hardship, no need for endurance, no need for self-discipline. The easy life. I've got it easy. The time when Christians think, I've got it easy, I've got it made. And I'm finding less of those times recently as I get older. <laughs> the time when Christians think that is when actually they're in the most danger. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. If you think everything's A-OK, just take heed. The Christian life was never meant to be an easy life. It was meant to be a life of ultimate joy and contentment, but our joy and contentment as Christians is not in the comfort zone. It's not where life is easiest. It's found in Jesus I don't know if you've heard the word hedonist before. A person who seeks after pleasure. They put all of their effort in, in wanting to please themselves. They put all of their effort into finding joy. And they look for it anywhere. If we're thinking of non-Christians, unbelievers, they'll fight, hedonists will find, seek to find joy in the most sometimes horrible of places. They'll seek to find joy. I don't, I don't need to list all the places they seek to find joy. And we live in a hedonistic world, I think. People only want to please themselves. They want to find happiness, and they look anywhere for it. But if you try to please yourself as a Christian, without your joy being centered in Jesus as the source of your joy, then you may well end up on your back, cast down, dejected, despondent, depressed, and you'll feel like there's something missing. And we can find much, joy, much more joy and, incont- and contentment than any worldly pleasure seeker, than any hedonist. And the, the author, preacher, John Piper, if you've heard of him, has got this phrase that I love, you may hate, <laughs> called Christian hedonism. Seeking joy in Jesus. That everything we would do in life would be to seek our joy in Jesus. And that changes our whole life priority because if we, 
you, you question of yourself, is this thing that I'm doing or looking at or, or, or thinking or saying, is it going to bring me the most joy in Jesus? If it's not, then don't do it. If it is, then do it with all of your heart and strive after it. Joy in Jesus is what we're after. Okay, so the first reason why sheep are cast down is they're in the comfort zone, the comfortable place. They fall on, its, on their backs. The second reason why sheep may become cast down is when it has too much wool. When a sheep's fleece gets very long, it becomes matted with mud, manure, another muck. It's easier for a sheep to become cast down because it's literally weighed down with its own wool. Most of us don't have wool. But we do go around collecting rubbish that easily clings to us. Metaphorical rubbish, not literal rubbish. You know what I mean. Worldly ideas, attitudes, possessions even. Too much TV, too much internet. It's all about me, 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 what I can get, what do I want, and then striving to have those needs met. And it's an interesting and significant fact that when a priest entered into the temple and into the Holy of Holies once a year, he wasn't allowed to wear wool because wool represented pride. It represented self. It represented personal preference, and God would not tolerate it. So if we are to walk as a Christian without being cast down, our wool must be dealt with. We must separate from our culture, not mix in with it. We must repent of our sin, repent of our pride, turn in humility to Jesus. We must put each other's preferences before our own. And Hebrews 12 says, Let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. So how can sheep lay aside or get rid of their long wool clogged up with dirt. How can they do that? Well, they can't, can they? They can't get rid of it. The shepherd has got to come and shear the sheep, and sheep hate being sheared. But when it's done, they're free from the danger of being cast down, and there's the pleasure of being set free from a hot and heavy coat of wool. And, and the same is kind of true with us, in that God shears us. It's his refining of us. It's his shaping of us. It's his discipline of us. And he does this through different situations in our, in our life. I found that, that being, um, being married and being a dad is a big way that God disciplines me. That, that's just me talking from my own experience. You will have your own ways that God shapes you, refines you, things you go through that, that God uses to make you more like him. God uses it to shape us into who he wants us to be. It might not be a comfortable process, but there's a purpose in it all. The third reason why a sheep becomes cast down is that sometimes a sheep might be too fat. <laughs> fat sheep are not healthy, obviously, and they are less productive. And even simpler, if a sheep is too fat, it's, it's harder for them to stay on their feet. 
so they'll just roll over. And I'm not saying that if you're overweight, then your soul will be cast down. It's all metaphorical. I hope you're understanding this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but rather, a fat sheep can be compared to a, a Christian who feels that they've arrived. Someone who thinks that they've, you know, they've got a good job, they've got a great salary, lots of positions, they've got everything they need in life. I'm sorted. Don't need anything else. It's not the money or the possessions that's the problem. It's the mentality that goes with it. And often we're most sure of ourselves. When we're most sure of ourselves is, is when we're the most prone to falling flat on our backs to become cast down in our souls when we think we've got everything we need. And on the screen already, you've got Revelation 3, verse 17. Jesus talking to the, the lukewarm Laodicean church. He says, For you say, I am rich. I've prospered. I need nothing. Not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. And it's not wrong, obviously, we know this. It's not wrong for a Christian to be rich if it's God's will. God does it for a purpose. It's not wrong for a Christian to prosper in health and in wealth. But it is wrong for a Christian to prosper and then to think, I have everything I need. I need nothing more. Because, of course, they're putting their satisfaction in, in earthly things, not in God. And then these earthly things cause them to topple over onto their backs. And they're, 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 therefore, Jesus says they're poor and blind. And this, they, they have to develop a lukewarm faith. A lukewarm faith makes a Christian cast down. There's no joy. There's no zeal. There's no, no buzz. Just apathy and indifference. And a fourth reason why sheep might be cast down is the sheep's heavy wool. Sheep heavy wool could be compared to, to heavy burdens that we carry around in this life. Heavy burdens. And I found this image, image on the, the internet. Sheep worrying. Worrying sheep. Dogs will be shot. And in, in our lives, the dogs need shooting. Things that worry us, things that stress us out, things that weigh down upon us, the burdens that we carry with us, these things have got the power, if we let them, to shift our focus from God to ourselves and to our burdens. Psalm 55, David says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. So these are four areas that can cause our souls to be cast down. And when our souls are cast down, what happens? Well, when a sheep is cast down, it becomes frustrated, despondent, sometimes angry, sometimes low. All feelings that we, we might recognize in ourselves from time to time. It's your soul that is cast down. Maybe we get apathetic or indifferent towards the things of God. Our souls grow dull. There's no spark anymore. And it can even affect how you feel physically. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So that's a cast-down soul. Let me talk about a restored soul. Because God wants to restore our souls. He wants us to have restored souls. He wants to restore our souls. He is the restorer 
of our souls. And so instead of a cast-down soul that leads to frustration and despondency, God wants to give us peace, shalom, that wholeness of heart, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. That's what he wants to give us. Instead of a cast-down soul that leads to indifference and apathy, God wants our hearts to be set on fire, to be zealous for him. And some of us have once been in a place in our life where we've been zealous for Jesus, where we've been on fire, where we've been burning for him, and we're not in that place anymore. And we feel like that's all right, like that's normal. Well, God wants to set you on fire again, to restore your soul, that you would be zealous for him. And so do you recognize tonight that your soul is cast down? Do you recognize any area that you need to be restored in? in your soul. So what do we do? What are we going to do? Well, a sheep on its back can't do a lot, can it? And so the first thing we do is that we recognize that we're cast down. And we just spend a while, I'm cast down. My soul is cast down. And in whatever way you are cast down, and in whatever way that you know you need restoration, tell God. Tell God how you're cast down. Just tell him how you're feeling. If you're despondent, indifferent, apathetic, or you, you're just aware that you need restoration. You, you're aware in the way that you need restoration. Maybe you're aware that you need to be set on fire again for Jesus. However you feel, be honest with God. Bring your spiritual state to God. Tell him. Just short and sweet. And as we give ourselves to God in that way, as we communicate to him how we feel, we wait. We wait for the Holy Spirit, and he will tend to us like the shepherd tends to the cast-down sheep. Jesus cares. He cares for you. A shepherd would never, ever leave or ignore a sheep if it was cast down. He would be aware that he was a sheep down, and he would go out looking for it, and when he found it, he would lovingly, tenderly pick it up, put it back on its feet. He would not be cross with the sheep. He wouldn't be harsh with the sheep, and God is the same with us. And don't feel that because your soul is cast down that God is against you because he's not. He's very much for you. He wants to reach out to you and to lovingly and tenderly put you back on your feet again, to restore your soul to that place of peace, to that place of completeness, to that place of joy, to that place of enthusiasm and passion for him again. And that's what I'm expecting God to do for each one of us tonight. So I'm going to ask Steve to come and play the keyboard for us, please. And I'm going to lead you through what I've just been talking about. But before we do, let me, let me pray. Jesus. Jesus, you are our good shepherd. We're just aware of your presence with us tonight, Jesus. 
We thank you for all you have, all you are going to do tonight for our souls. We're aware, Lord, that like a sheep on its back, powerless, there's, there's only so much we can do for ourselves. We want you to do it all, Jesus. So help us to be aware. Aware of our own souls. Aware of your presence with us. Aware of what it is you want to do in us tonight.